No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll see where three bad kings reign in Israel with ruthless lives and decreasing lengths of rule. An evil life often brings about an early death. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Kings chapter 15 on Simply the Bible. There is nothing we can do about the fact that evil exists in the world, always has since the fall. Always will till God creates a new heaven and a new earth where there is no more evil. We can decide, however, if we will do evil or choose to turn from it to do good. Evil carries its own consequences, and often it decreases the lifespan of its practitioners. That is certainly true in the lives of many of the kings of Israel, all who were classified as bad. Yesterday we saw how Nadab, the son of Jeroboam, only reigned two years before he was assassinated by a man named Baasha, who became the next king of Israel. We continue in 1 Kings chapter 15, verse 33. In the third year of Asa, king of Judah, Baasha, the son of Ahijah, became king over all Israel in Tirzah and reigned 24 years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of Jeroboam and in his sin by which he had made Israel sin. As King David was the standard of righteousness in the south, King Jeroboam was the standard of wickedness in the north. Baasha walked in the way of Jeroboam who caused Israel to sin by making two golden calves and claiming that these were the gods who brought them out of Egypt. Baasha carried out the word of the Lord against Jeroboam by wiping out his descendants. Now you would think that after seeing how God judged Jeroboam and even being used by God as the instrument of wrath, that Baasha would want to distance himself from Jeroboam's ways. But such was not the case. This was a case of the blind killing the blind and learning nothing from history. Such is the mystery of wickedness. Then the word of the Lord came to Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Baasha, saying, Inasmuch as I lifted you out of the dust and made you ruler over my people Israel, and you have walked in the way of Jeroboam and have made my people Israel sin, to provoke me to anger with their sins? Surely I will take away the posterity of Baasha and the posterity of his house, and I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. The dogs shall eat whoever belongs to Baasha and dies in the city, and the birds of the air shall eat whoever dies in the fields." The Lord sent his prophet Jehu to Baasha as he had sent his prophet Ahijah to Jeroboam with a very similar prophecy. Jehu told Baasha that God lifted him from the dust. This gives us a clue that he had come from humble means rather than from nobility. 
But technically, this is true of everyone whom God uses, for every human can trace his origin back to dust. If God uses us, then it is because he has lifted us from the dust. Does that offend you? There is a positive side to being dust. David wrote in Psalm 103, As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Because God knows that we are dust, he is merciful toward us, having the same compassion toward us that a father has toward his children. But how grateful we should be for whatever we attain in this life, knowing that we are dust. And yet God has chosen to raise us up a little lower than the angels. But let this be a source of humble gratitude and never arrogant pride. It is said in Scripture that God is no respecter of persons. In other words, he shows no partiality. God raised up Baasha to wipe out the house of Jeroboam because of Jeroboam's sins. But now God would do the same thing against Baasha, for he committed the same sins as Jeroboam. God is just, and he uses the same measuring rod for everyone. However, we will be judged according to the light that we have received. God would take away the posterity of Baasha, meaning that his children and grandchildren would perish. Because of his wickedness, the inheritance that Baasha would pass down to his heirs would be death. What kind of spiritual inheritance are we leaving to our children and grandchildren? Now, the rest of the acts of Baasha, what he did and his might, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? So, Baasha rested with his fathers and was buried in Tirzah. Then Elah, his son, reigned in his place. And also the word of the Lord came by the prophet Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Baasha and his house, because of all the evil that he did in the sight of the Lord in provoking him to anger with the work of his hands, in being like the house of Jeroboam, and because he killed them. Elah came under the same curse as his father and would not live long. Verse 8, in the 26th year of Asa, king of Judah, Elah the son of Baasha became king over Israel and reigned two years in Tirzah. Now his servant Zimri, commander of half his chariots, conspired against him as he was in Tirzah drinking himself drunk in the house of Arza, steward of his house in Tirzah. And Zimri went in and struck him and killed him in the 27th year of Asa, king of Judah, and reigned in his place. Elah was a drunkard. If he had read Solomon's words to kings, he certainly wasn't living by them. Proverbs 31.4 says, It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. While he was in a drunken stupor, Elah was slain by Zimri, one of his chariot commanders. 
he had only reigned as king of Israel for two years. Then it came to pass when Zimri began to reign as soon as he was seated on his throne that he killed all the household of Baasha. He did not leave one male, neither of his relatives nor of his friends. Thus Zimri destroyed all the household of Baasha according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke against Baasha by Jehu the prophet. For all the sins of Baasha and the sins of Elah his son, by which they had sinned and by which they had made Israel sin, in provoking the Lord God of Israel to anger with their idols. Whether he knew it or not, Zimri was now an instrument of the Lord to fulfill the prophecy of Jehu against Baasha. Yet we shall see that Zimri himself was evil. How can God use evil people to do his work? God does it all the time. He even uses Satan to accomplish his work. Therefore, just because God uses us doesn't mean we're okay. The important thing is that we know Jesus Christ and that we are doing his will. Now, the rest of the Acts of Elah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? In the 27th year of Asa king of Judah, Zimri had reigned in Tirzah seven days. And the people were encamped against Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines. Zimri had the shortest reign of any of the kings of Israel, one week. Now, Gibbethon was a city in Dan that had fallen into the hands of the Philistines, and Israel was laying siege to it to take it back. Now, the people who were encamped heard it said, Zimri has conspired and also has killed the king. So all Israel made Amri, the commander of the army, king over Israel that day in the camp. Evidently, the men in the army didn't like Zimri, for as soon as they heard that he assassinated Elah, they made Omri king. Then Omri and all Israel went up with him from Gibbethon, and they besieged Tirzah. And it happened when Zimri saw that the city was taken, that he went into the citadel of the king's house and burned the king's house down upon himself with fire and died because of the sins which he had committed in doing evil in the sight of the Lord, in walking in the way of Jeroboam, and in his sin which he had committed to make Israel sin. Tirzah was a beautiful city in the hill country of Manasseh. It was the capital city of Israel. Zimri had inhabited the king's palace when Amri besieged the city. Obviously, Zimri realized that he couldn't stand against General Amri, but if he couldn't inhabit the king's house, then he wasn't going to leave it for Amri. So he burned the house down with him in it. Zimri would not be the only murderer to commit suicide. Adolf Hitler would do the same thing. There is a burning that occurs in this life for those who walk in wickedness. But the burning of this life is nothing compared to the everlasting fire of Gehenna prepared for the devil, his angels, and all whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. 
Now the rest of the acts of Zimri and the treason he committed, are they not written in the books of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? Of course, that book we do not have. The life of wickedness is very costly. Proverbs 13.15 says, Good understanding gains favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. James warns us, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Wickedness in any form is hazardous to your health, both now and for eternity. We probably all know people whose lives ended prematurely because they refused to turn from their sins. While we are still alive, we can change our course, and God will give us the grace to do it if we ask Him. We can turn from darkness and walk in the light. But if you're waiting until tomorrow to change course, then you are already gambling with your eternal soul. And that is a very foolish thing to do. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where King Omri and his son Ahab reign in Israel and do more evil in the sight of the Lord than all of their predecessors. But God raises up an amazing prophet. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.